0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message.
1: Now it's not a time to back off, to let go, or to just throw up your hands and say, it's not working. Oh, for that which you don't see, and that which is coming, because of what you've declared and stood upon the manifestation of all the good things that you have in your heart. Certainly there's been resistance. Certainly there's been opposition. But all you've come through, most of it, and you're right at the place you need to be to receive in abundance that which the Father has destined you to have. So even this day, rejoice. Rejoice that a new dawn is dawning upon you. A new season is coming to you. And the harvest of that which you're believing for is now right at the tip of your fingers. So rejoice and be glad. Press in with all that you have and you will see the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Lord Jesus. Okay, we'll do that. We'll trust you for that. Okay, good. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. In the Lord good? Amen. Praise God. God is so good. Hallelujah. It's an incredible pri- privilege to have both Pastor Sam Carr and, and uh, Pastor Paul Chase here. Give them a hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And before, uh, before Pastor Sam comes, I want Pastor Paul to come and greet the church. He's our good friend and... We pray for him all the time, and glory to God. Come up here and say hi. Hi. <laughs> Not an hour and fifty. <laughs> Good,
0: Good morning. Are you ready for a great year? Amen. Yeah, I've been sharing the verse uh, out of Hebrews 11, and it goes right along with that word that we just received. And in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses two and three talks about. That we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God and the word worlds there means periods of time. The word that comes into your life by the written word and by the spoken word by the spirit of God and then the words that you release into your life are going to frame and bring together everything that God has for your world. And, and, and he will create, he will form, he will bring in order. In fact, it says, and equip you for intended use, that God has something for every single one of you that he wants to bring to pass in this period of time. And it comes by the word of God and the spirit of God. So have great expectation for what's coming. Uh, that which we see, it doesn't come because of the things which appear. It comes from the other realm. So we pull from that other realm into this realm where we are going to walk it out. Your most most glorious days here at Island Church, they're coming upon you. Great things are ahead. And that was a lot shorter than an hour and 53.
1: (laughs) Praise God. Oh, Stephen, his son. Stand up, Stephen. Praise the Lord. He's the, guy, he's the guy with the easy maintenance haircut. Hallelujah. <laughs> and it's great to have Pastor Sam Carr. We, we so honor both of these men here at Island Church, so it's good to have them here. And Pastor Sam is going to minister to us this morning, so I'm excited about that. Pastor Sam Carr from... from no, but it's the new name of the church. I, had it, I was practice, practicing it all day yesterday, and here I get up here and forget it. Life United Church was word of life for many years, now is Life United, praise God, Pastor Sam Carr.
2: (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be, that was a good word, very good word, just the opposite of what I'm going to preach, but it'll be all right. No, I'm just joking. Uh, It's really good to be here, it's one of my favorite places to come. Yeah, really a blessing, and thank you. Who said that? Oh, I appreciate that <laughs> uh, <clears throat> sorry oh well hey i 'm my wife 's favorite too so that 's two. that's that 's pretty good uh, <clears throat> at the beginning actually normally um early on in November the lord and sometimes even in October, the Lord starts speaking to me about the new year um that's not something I look forward to, to be honest with you, Or nor, nor, nor am I uh, vested in it happening every year. It just does. And I, it came because I used to uh, follow and be with one of my mentors, Dr. Lester Sumrall, uh, all over the world. I mean, I literally went all over the world with him. Uh, for a season of time in my life and God, was, God would give him be, before the first of the year what he would he called it I predict and what, it, what, what he felt like the Lord was saying for the next year and for the future and um, man I loved it because I mean I'd keep those and then I'd go back and I'd look and I'd see how this happened and that happened and, and it very 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 uh, interesting to do. After he passed away, that fall, all of a sudden, the Lord started speaking to me. <laughs> and, uh, and I realized, you know what, that's the, same, that's the same spirit. Now, I'm not the only one. There are other people that that happened to as well who were close to Dr. Summerall. I'm not trying to make myself, you know, him or anything like that. But I have proven it out over the years, over these many years. And, and, um, and so every New Year's Eve... Um we have a service on New Year's Eve and, and I share what the Lord showed me uh for the coming year and not necessarily just for the year but for the for the future. And um and I I call it I predict. So if you want to know, you can go you can go online uh to lifeunited.something. <laughs> and um I'm not sure which one it is but but um Anyway, you, you can find it if you try. It's not hard, um, and you can see the they actually have the PDF of it, or you can watch the service. Uh, either one, and um, and I believe uh, believe it'll be a blessing to you. Um, I have a lady in my church who every time one of these things comes to pass, she sends me a note and shows me where and how and all that sort of stuff. So I appreciate her keeping up with that. The reason I'm telling you all that is uh, there were several things that the Lord spoke to me. One of them, and I'm not going to preach on this, but I do feel like I wanted to share this with you real quickly, was this, that this year is going to be a, a season of, of ups and downs in a, in a, in a way that's going to frustrate a lot of people. And um, I told you, you know, um, that's why you got to frame your world by faith. By the way, I just preached last Sunday on that same thing. I did. So, um, uh, so you've got to be prepared for that. Uh, things are going to change this next year in a rapid way naturally, and we've got to be prepared. The other thing that the Lord spoke to me, uh, and I, I pre- as soon as the Lord showed me this, I preached it, I preached it to my church because I felt like it was that important. And listen, I'm a pastor so if I'm a pastor in Shreveport, I'm a pastor in Galveston. So that, that's just kind of how, how I roll, so to speak. But one of the things that the Lord spoke so strongly to me uh, uh, was this, that you have got to, as the body of Christ, that's you and me, get your faith strong in your weak areas. You, you've got to wake up and get your faith strong in your weak areas. Because, listen, everyone's weaknesses are going to be exposed. You can't hide them. You can't hide them. Now, uh, that word weak, I mean, I knew what it meant, but it actually means not able to resist external forces or to withstand attack. It's one of the definitions. Not able to resist... External forces, or withstand attacks. So, just so you know, you've got to be ready. And and not here. Here's the thing. In fact, one of the synonyms for we, uh, for the word weak is the word wimpish. Yeah, I'd like to stay on that for a while because, you know, uh, I, I really believe the enemy's trying to create a wimpish body. I, I'm just telling you. So, where's your wink link, wink link in your personal life, in your life? Because that's, that's what you better be working on. That's where you better be honest about yourself, about your life, and, 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 and you know, how you live. You know, uh, some people say, well, my weakness is chocolate. Well, I'm not talking about the chocolate. You know, if that's the case, my wife's in trouble because she. Unless the Lord spoke to her, she's not giving up chocolate. She's just not going to do it. Okay, um, so here's the thing: we all have strengths, and we all have gifts, and and I love my strengths, and I love my gifts. I don't know about you, but that's wheelhouse stuff. That's easy to do. That's easy. But I want to tell you, listen to me, that's not what's going to get you in trouble. What's going to get you in trouble are your weaknesses. The enemy attacks at the weakest point to stop you from being effective for the kingdom of God. He will go around your strengths and find your weaknesses. Now, I don't have to tell you what your weaknesses are. You know, and if you say I don't have any weakness, there's your weakness. You just found it. It's called pride. Yeah, so you got, trust me, we all have, we all have those weaknesses, and we've got to understand that, that there's no question in my mind that they will be attacked. You will be pressed. You will be pushed. That button will be pushed in your life more and more often than ever before in the coming days. But if you will get strong in that area, get in the Word of God, declare what God's Word says about your weak areas, and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you, you can conquer that. And when the enemy tries to come, he'll find out, whoa, what happened here? Wait a minute. Something's happened here. Listen to me today. Too often, too, too often today in the Christian world, we seem to celebrate weakness like it's a badge of honor. I, I, I can't listen. Now, I am just. I know I'm sounding critical here, but listen to me. I can't hardly listen to Christian uh, music on the radio. You know why? It's wimpy. All it's talking about. I was listening to a song a while back, and, and I just turned it off. I, I couldn't take it anymore. And it was about Lord... You know, I woke up this morning, and you know I didn't do right, and I'm—I'm—that's not the way the song went, but that, you know, that's kind of what he was saying anyway. And I, you know, and and I fell, and I'm weak, and but Lord, I know You love me, and 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 tomorrow I'll try to do better. And do you know? Listen to me, I don't—I'm going to tell you something. That is not the way you should perceive God. Nor, that is not the way he perceives you. He is looking for something in your life, and it's called faith. He is not looking for your humility of failure. You can't, you can't subject yourself to that. Because, what, listen, here's what it does. It leaves you as not responsible. It teaches you I don't have to be responsible. God, I'm so I'm so tired of hearing this. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Well, what does that mean? God is sovereign. Let me let me tell you what it means. This thing will end up like He says. Yeah. But that does not mean that everything that happens in your life is the will of God or is from God or you can blame it on God. Otherwise, why are we sending missionaries to the world? Yeah. Yeah. Why are we preaching the gospel? Amen. I had a, I had, actually, he's a friend of mine, and I've, I, I hope I've changed his thinking a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh, but he told me one time, he said he was talking about his son, and he said, yeah, he said, I just don't know whether he's one of those that's called to be saved or not. Oh, wow. Whether he's elected to be saved or not. And I said, are you, are you saying what I think you're saying? Are you telling me that there are some people that, are not, that don't, are not destined to be saved and some that are? He said, well, that's what the Bible says. No, I said, no, it doesn't. What about, I said this to him, what about the scripture that says, God is not willing that any should perish? And you know what he said? Well, I'll have to think about that. But see, that's a, listen to me. That is a faith-weakening spirit. Sure, there are things that are under God's sovereign control. Listen, when, when, when the United States of America, when their time is up, it's up. Okay, it's, yeah. right. right. it's on the clock. Okay, That doesn't mean that you can't pray for our nation and God can't do something. But bottom line, you need to understand, you can talk about it over in Acts chapter 17. Every nation has an appointed time. But as far as your life and my life, serving God, he is looking for something in every aspect of our life. Jesus proved it out when he was on the earth. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? He didn't pet the the uh, Peter and James and John and the rest of the disciples on the back when they thought they were going to drown. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you afraid. You know, I was here all along, and you know, if I'm on the boat, you know, it's not going to sink. I'm sorry, I scared you like that. And you know what he said? Where is your faith? Now, now listen to me. I am not trying to abuse you today because everybody's faith is growing, hopefully. Okay, we're all in a process. So you're not, I'm not talking about every person being a faith giant. The Bible tells us, listen to me, that a mustard seed worth of faith will do a lot of things. Jesus talked about people with a little bit of faith. The point is that you have to understand and realize that the way that God interacts with us is through faith. So that means if you have a weak area in your life and you've got to use your faith to make that area in your life strong. You've got to get your faith strong in your weak areas. How do you do that, Pastor? Well, I'm not going to give you a seminar. You come to this church, you'll find out real easy how to do it. Okay, whatever it might be. But the best thing you can do is go to the Word of God and find out what God's Word says about your weakness and start declaring it as your strength. And you'll begin to realize and understand God has more for you than you could ever imagine. So you've got to understand that in your life and quit celebrating weakness. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to quit. Listen. What you should be praying is what it says over in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16. Lord, thank you that you strengthen me in my inner man by your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're working in me. Paul wrote over in Ephesians 16. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not be weak and wondering and fumbling and bumbling be strong you go read just go study the Bible about strength and find out how many times it's Paul prayed for strength Paul prayed for you for strength for wisdom for for the thing well I don't know what to do about this well ask God any man lack wisdom let him ask of God who gives liberally and upbraids not that means he doesn't fuss at you. Let me just read you a scripture here. And I'm going to read this to you out of the message translations. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 27. Listen to this. I'm staying. This is Paul talking. Okay. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping. Telling everyone else all about it than missing out myself. Yeah. Now, we're talking about the Apostle Paul. We're talking about a guy whose pay grade is way above mine. Yeah, and you know what he's saying? I'm going to discipline my body. Yeah. I'm, I know where my weakness is. And I'm going to deal with it because I am not going to spend the rest of my life preaching about Jesus. And by the way, he said, I I got to preach about him whether I like it or not. So I might as well like it. He did say that, you know. He said, and get to the end of this thing and I fail. We don't want to live our lives like that. We don't want to live that way. We don't we we want to move forward in life. We want to stay in top condition, stay in alert. Why? Because there is an enemy out there. And he is not on a leash from God. He has limits. Okay, listen to me. He has limits but God's not working, God's not using him. I know you already know all this, but I'm just reminding you today. Okay. It's good to hear and re- be reminded because listen to me, we're try the, the world and even religion. And I'm going to tell you, listen, listen to me about religion, okay? Okay, listen to what I'm saying today. Because one of the things that I talked about for the new year is there's coming a great divide in religion, in what we call the Christian religion. And you better understand by the Spirit of God who you are and where you really live, your life. I just read an article about a pastor who dressed up in drag on Sunday morning and preached on Sunday morning so he could let, the, let everybody know how he empathized with those people. Oh my Lord. <laughs> now see, you're shaking your head like this today, but tomorrow you listen to that kind of garbage long enough, you'll be doing this. Yeah. Oh, that's so Wonderful. So you have to be careful how you're living your life. Because Satan is looking for your what? Weakness. Your weakness. The Bible says, you know, you've heard this a million times. It says, be sober, be vigilant. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil. Your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Listen, let me tell you something. If he couldn't devour a few people, he wouldn't be wasting his time. Now, I know this sounds negative, but just hang with me. You've got to know where your weakness is and start judging it in your life. Listen, I, i I got to tell you something. When the Lord spoke that to me, I, with fear and trembling, asked him to show me my weaknesses. And it wasn't chocolate. (laughs) I wish it had been. And listen, the longer you serve the Lord, the more finite those weaknesses could be. But if the Apostle Paul was still dealing with them, you better know we are. And I, I don't want to see that. I, I'm tired of seeing people in church be bankrupt. I'm tired of seeing pastors go bankrupt. Amen. Because they wouldn't deal with anything. I preached this message. And, and my, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Lindsay, who's on staff at, at the church, she called me. And she said, Daddy, I am so glad you stayed strong. And it, it, and, and it really blessed me. I am so glad you stayed strong and you didn't get into sin and you didn't fall away. Yeah, amen. Because yeah. Amen, amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. she's very in tune to the things of the Spirit and, a, and been in ministry since she was twelve years old, and she's seen it happen so many times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not bragging. I've had to fight off lots of devils. Oh yeah. Amen. I have not I've always done the perfect thing. I didn't commit adultery. I didn't do any of the, but but listen to me. If, you're, if you think you're above the temptations, you, you, you're you in trouble. You're in serious, serious trouble. So we have an enemy. Everybody knows that. Je- Jesus starts, he's about to start his ministry. Guess what the first thing that happened to him? He was in the wilderness being tempted of The devil. And he tempted him the same way you and I get tempted. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Same way. Turn that bread, that stone into bread. You hungry? There's something. Just do it right there. I'll give you all these kingdoms. Look. Look at them. See them? Well, let me see. Jump off the top of this building right here. God will save. You know what the Bible says. Every area. But thank God Jesus dealt with all of them. But now now listen. Here's an important scripture for you in Luke chapter 4 and verse 13. Now listen to what it says. When the devil had ended every temptation, he gave up. And went his way. You know what it says? It says he departed from him until an opportune time. He kept kept looking for weaknesses. Kept looking for weaknesses. Kept looking for weaknesses. You say, well, he doesn't pay attention to me. Yeah, he doesn't. The devil's probably not even in the United States, just so you'll know. He's not, not omnipresent. Yeah. Okay. He's not in the United States. I don't even know whether he travels to the United States. We do a bad enough job on our own. But there is a network of demonic beings. I don't want to get into that. Okay. So you just have to understand. And listen, it's not always the devil. Sometimes it's just you. Could be the way you were raised. Could be some past Things in your life that you got to deal with in your life. Everybody has stuff. But you need to know that he'll come back around and you got to make up your mind. You're going to get strong. Listen to me. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit's got to be alive unto God. You've got to renew your soul to the Word of God. And you've got to put your body under subjection to the will of God. You just got to make up your mind. You're going to do it. These things are not. These things are not things that you can do if you want to do. I'm telling you, you've got to do this. Anything you give place to, listen to me, has the potential of making you a captive. The devil doesn't necessarily want to kill you. He just wants to make you a captive where you're ineffective, where you're not doing anything, where you can't do anything because you're under condemnation, you're under guilt. For whatever reason, you're not going to do it. Maybe it's because you're too busy doing something else. he would just smile and say, yeah, go go, go do that. That's, a, that's good. That's okay to miss church. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just do it. The Bible says in 2 Peter 2.19, I'm going to just read this out of the Amplified Bible. It says this, for people are slaves to whatever overcomes them. Yeah. Okay, that, that's in the Bible and it's talking to believers. So you got to deal with it. And, you, and you, never, you, you never quit. You have to make sure if you've got a weakness in your life, you make it strong. You do your best to make it strong. Are you gonna be perfect at it? No. But the alternative is you become a captive. Yeah. And listen, I, I could I could stand here today, and so could Pastor Paul or Pastor Rusty, and tell you hundreds of people that if you looked at them in their prime, you would have thought they are strong. As they can be. They are powerful. And a year later, they're dust. They're not even serving God anymore. And you think, how did that happen? Let me tell you. It didn't happen because of their gifts. It didn't happen because of their strengths. It happened because of their weaknesses. I don't want to be a casualty. I don't want you to be a casualty. There are people that have come to this church that are are not here anymore. Not because they've gone to church somewhere else. They're casualties. Now, sometimes you can go, you can break break prisoners out of and 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 help them, get them delivered, help them. But but listen to me. Don't be a casualty. Don't let the Lord. Don't let the the Lord have to try to send somebody. He wants you. He wants you delivered. He wants you free. He wants all of us that way. Whoever is born of God overcomes. The world overcomes the world. And now listen, here it is. You ready? This is the victory. The word there victory means the means of success. Okay. Here's how you succeed. It's by your faith. Okay. So we're in the world. We're going to be here. I I wish I could tell you the Lord showed me. Jesus is coming back next year, but that's not true. I think we're in the throes of the development of the Antichrist system. No question in my mind we are. How far along we really are, I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you this, it's time for us to be strong. It's time for us to make up our mind where we stand and believe God and see God. Now let me just show you this out of a, out of a, a story that you probably never heard in the Bible. It's a guy named um, Samson. See, we all know about Samson's strength, okay? We know about his strength. We know all the all the things that that he did. I don't know whether Samson was just a really big guy or whether there was just a supernatural energy in him. I don't know, but what he some of the things he did were amazing, yeah. just amazing. <clears throat> okay, but now listen to this: it's his weakness that turned him into a captive. Yeah. Now I know, and 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 on the surface, just listen to me a minute. On the surface, we can say what his weakness was. You know what it was? Women. Excuse me, ladies, but women. That was a problem. But it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than that. He, because he had three women. One of them, the first one. Listen to me. The first one, he wanted. Because she was hot. And she went to mom and daddy. He went to mom and daddy and says, I want her. Go get her for me. So guess what mom and daddy did? And and that was probably part of his problem right there is what his mom and daddy did. I don't have time to get into it, but I can tell you that's part of the problem right there. Go get her for me. So they went and got her for her, made a deal, you know, to to marry her. Now, I'm going to read, I'm going to go through all three of these and I'm going to come back. But listen, the second one was a prostitute. Nothing, just plain, just a prostitute. And the third one was a charmer. If you look at that, that's actually the lust of the flesh the lust of the eye, and the third one was the pride of life. Nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. Okay, So he, here he is, he's, he's dealing with these women and, and he's got a problem. And the problem is not necessarily all about sexual. It's about, listen to me, it's about the way they could get to him. the way they could get to him. So, Samson kills a lion with his bare hands. Comes back later, finds the carcass has got honey in it. Takes the honey to his parents and they enjoyed the honey. So, he's with his wife's friends, family, said, I got a riddle for you. And he gave him this riddle and and if you figure out this riddle, then I'm going to give you some new clothes. You can go to Dillard's and get what you want. I don't, you know. But if you can't figure it out, then I got to Well, so guess what? They went to his wife and yeah. said, you got to figure out what the problem is. Now, they're going after his weakness. They weren't going to confront him. They were going after his weakness. Now, listen to what it says in Judges chapter 14, verse 17. She had wept on him the seven days while their feast lasted, and it happened on the seventh day that he told her about the riddle because she pressed him so much. And so he explained the riddle, and then she gave it to her family. That word press there means to oppress and to distress and to harass. Listen, you can carry that into any area of life you want to. If you're not careful, you can start getting pressed. Maybe you're getting pressed financially. Maybe you're getting pressed with your, with your workload. Maybe you're being pressed in certain areas of your life. You better pay attention because his weakness was he didn't like to be pushed. He didn't like to be pressed. He didn't like that. He wanted to be everybody to be nice and to be friendly and to be great toward him. He, he married, married women that weren't even of his own culture. That right there, listen to me, was a setup to get him a position for the enemy to steal his strength because the enemy saw weakness. All right, we got it. I got it. So I don't want to go into the story, but he gets rid of that wife, gives him, gives, gives him to his best man, and moves on. Okay? So here's the thing. Then he gets in a relationship with Delilah. Okay? So the, the Philistines, which that's what she was, Okay, told her, listen, you need to find out where his strength is. Go find out. And, and they told him, they said, entice him and find out where his strength lies and how we can, we can overpower him. Find out where his great strength is. But you don't find it out by using the strength. You find it out by finding out what his weakness is. So so listen to this. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies and what you and what you may be bound to afflict you. How can I how can I afflict you? Isn't that a you know if, I'm thinking if Becky told me that, I'd say, what is wrong with you, girl? What is, what is going on with you? Okay. And we don't know. That's exactly how I said it. But she told him, "I want to, I want to find your weakness so I can afflict you, yeah. to depress you, to oppress you." But here's the problem with it. Once she he finally told her, um, it says, "Then she began to torment him, and his strength left. His strength left." Because she pressed him. Because she wouldn't quit. She wouldn't relent. Listen, you may have something that's wearing on you in your life. Okay? I saw a lady just punch her husband. That's not right. (laughs) I mean, it's wearing on you. Listen to me. You better be careful how you respond to those areas of your life. Because you start getting pressed. You start getting pushed. And I want to tell you something. It will cause you... To, to become weak in areas where the enemy can come against you when you're thinking all the time, I'm strong over in this area yeah but, but this is pushing you. It's wearing on you. So once she was he was exposed, the enemy began. But here's the whole point of this. listen to me this is, this is what I want you to hear today okay In judges uh, chapter 16 verse 20 and I'm going to read this out of the message, It says, when they came in, after he had his hair cut, after his hair was cut, listen to me, he was no longer a Nazarene. Listen to what it says. She said, the Philistines are on you, Samson. He woke up thinking, he woke up thinking, listen to me, I'll go out like always and shake free. He didn't realize that God had abandoned him. Now, I don't believe God abandoned him because God still used him in the end. But listen to me a minute. Here's the scary part of not dealing with your weaknesses. You think you can be weak in some areas, okay? You think just because I watch, I know I'm just picking a thing here, but just so because just you watch every episode of Yellowstone, and it's okay because you can, you don't have to listen to the cussing. You don't have to listen to all the stuff that goes on. I I watched five minutes of one, Amen. and I said, "No, I don't think I'm going to be watching this." Amen. Maybe you don't even know what it is. That's good. Yeah. But the point—if you've been watching it, I hope I'm convicting you. Yeah. But here's the thing. Listen. Here's the thing. In the midst of that. Knowing his hair was shaved, which was his strength, he still thought he could go out and do everything he'd done before. And that's really where a lot of people in the body of Christ are. Instead of dealing with their weaknesses, they're just going on like everything's going to be okay. Well, I know God's been dealing with me about this, but I'm just going to go on with my life. I'm going to just live my life and everything will be okay. God loves me. Listen to me. You have to pay attention to where you are in your life. We're in a critical season of life right now. I had a friend many years ago, a ministry friend, many years ago now. And I, I remember I was doing a meeting out in California. It was a conference, and he was one of the speakers, and I was one of the speakers. And... and um, uh, we were standing somewhere talking and he was talking about watching something, some movie. And I said, man, isn't that R rated? Oh yeah, I watch those all the time. It's no big deal. I just, I, I can ignore all that. I can just ignore all that. Man, that bothered me in my spirit. Cause I, I, I said, well, you're a stronger man than I am. Cause it bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Now Listen. I thought about that, and and it bothered me about him. Even though he he was anointed. I mean, he'd get up, there was an anointing there. God moved, God used him in an amazing way. But guess what? He ended up getting into sin and losing just about everything he had. Why? Because that was a weakness in his life. And it led to watching more than just R-rated stuff. And the next thing you know, he's gone. So that was a preacher. It doesn't have anything to do with a preacher. It has to do with weakness. It has to do with weakness. And, and, and your weakness may not even push you out of church. But your weakness could stop you from being effective wherever you are in your life. So you've got to make your you've got to find out what that is. I, I thought this was interesting. Doctor Doctor Lester Sumral, I mentioned his name earlier. Uh, he made this statement. He said, Sam- "Samson got his strength back, but he never got his eyesight back." Yeah. Yeah. When you when you give in to sa- things, it weakens you. It weakens you. Now, listen to this. The enemy's always trying to get your strength through your weakness. Think about Esau. The Bible says that that Esau sought a place of repentance but couldn't find any. You know, Esau's the one that got hungry and said, I'll give you my birthright for a cup of soup. Remember that? It, It doesn't say that God wouldn't give him repentance if you read that in, in the Hebrew text, it actually says he could not find a way to repent. He wasn't willing to repent. If you're not careful, pressure is going to come and you're going to miss it. Okay? Let me just give you a few obvious things that you can deal with. Okay? Because this, this, this is really important. Offense. Listen, you can be the greatest person in the world. I know people that you would say they're the greatest lovers. They love people. Oh, they're wonderful. But they they just have a they're they're upset with so and so and they just won't make peace with it. Do you know that's a weakness? And the enemy will come in through that weakness in your life if you don't deal with that offense. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. When we first went to, uh, got, when I first got saved, we went to Lakewood Church back in 1974. Uh, that next year, set 1975. We had some friends that were going to church there, that um, that really helped us. I mean, really helped us. We we um, we didn't. I didn't know anything. I mean, I, literally, I wasn't raised in church. I knew nothing. I was like clink. I knew nothing. <laughs> okay. I didn't know anything. And they took, man, we had Bible study just about every night. They were on staff there at Lakewood. And, and, and man, it was, oh, they did, they did it great. Well, Brother Osteen felt led to let that couple go from the staff. Boy, I, now I hadn't been saved a year, maybe a, not even a, a year, okay, maybe a year. I can't remember exactly the time frame. But I mean, I i was upset about it. I can't believe he did that. I tell you what, I, and I set up an appointment with him. <laughs> you know, back then Lakewood maybe had 500 people, you know, something like that. Man, I was upset. So, and I had a, I, uh, had a friend that with me that he and I were real close, so he went with me. And then we sat down, and I can still sit, sit, sit down in his office. He had this little office in there. and We sat down, and I said, now, Brother Osteen, I, I, I just don't think this is right. This couple, I, I, I mean, I just went on and on and on and on. He just sat there and listened to me. And so finally, I, I hushed. And he looked at me, and he said, Sam, this is none of your business. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I walked out, of, listen, listen to me, because this happens to everybody. You have opportunity. I walked out of there. I was so mad. I said, Psst, first thing in my brain, we'll go find another church. We'll just, hey, we'll go, we'll go somewhere else. I was a baby Christian. And, and I mean, I was, I was weak. I have to admit, I was a weak, weak. But good news is I had the Holy Ghost Amen. on the inside of me. I had the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And I, and I knew at that, not because I had a word from God, but I knew that right there, listen, as a baby Christian, I knew I was at a crossroads in my spiritual life. I was either going to stand with them Or I was going to stay where, where God put me. Yeah. Amen. I am so grateful Amen. that the Holy Spirit, listen, that the Holy Spirit yeah. quickened my heart to let it go. Amen. Let it go. It is so easy to get offended and miss the will of God. Do you know that there are people that are not in church today? There are people that are not serving God today just because of offense. Just because of offense. I did not understand it. I found out later the, the story behind it, but the point is, I had to make a choice. And listen, if you're not careful, you can get in trouble in that area. Yeah. Let me give you another one. Just about finished, but let me give you another one. The other one is called bitterness. We had a lady in our church for many years. She's gone home to be with the Lord. I hope she went home to be with the Lord. She she was married, had had two fine sons and and her husband was a doctor, and they were, they were doing fine. And one day, he decided to leave her for another woman. Oh, Lord. Just gone. Do you know that woman lived her whole life in bitterness? Yeah. She never had any joy in her life. I mean, she looked like somebody beat her up every time she walked through the doors. You didn't dare ask her, how are you doing? She lived her whole life in bitterness. She was not that old. She could have lived a strong, fruitful Christian life. But that weakness overcame her and took her captive in her later and, 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 and was not fruitful in, in her in her life. It, it, I mean, I, I almost get teared up about it today thinking about it. Just because of bitterness. Let me tell you another weakness. Doors are locked. We'll be through soon and we'll unlock them. Let me tell you, listen to me. Your lifestyle can be a weakness. There are things that I could do that I just don't do. I, I'm careful about my life and, and I'm not bragging, Okay. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I am not bragging because everybody deals with weaknesses. Yes, but I'm telling you, I learned some things. A lot of it I learned from watching other people make mistakes. Yeah, but I, but I, I don't live in a place where if you looked at it from a natural standpoint, I could live. I don't live a fancy life. I don't want to live a fancy life. I don't want to be subject to that. I don't want to be have demands of lifestyle put on me. T.L. Osborne, a great missionary evangelist, he's gone home to be with the Lord, but, man, he I don't know, he probably won more people of the Lord than anybody I've ever heard of, other than maybe Reinhard Bunke. I don't know, but but, but I was sitting eating with him one day with some other ministers, and, and he was talking about, somebody was mentioning somebody that had bought a summer home. A preacher, you know, bought a summer home somewhere. Hey, I'm not opposed to a summer home. But he made this statement. He said, you know, you're going to sleep in one bed at a time. And if you're working for the Lord, all that's going to do is, is drain your life. Now, I'm, listen, I'm not trying to speak to any person. I don't know you, so don't get mad at me and get in offense because I'm talking to you. If you get uncomfortable with what I'm saying, maybe you ought to pray about it. But I've watched people. I've watched people in my own church, listen to me, who've gotten trapped in lifestyle. They came to the church, didn't have anything. God blessed them. Next thing you know, they're, go- they're not in church anymore. Why? Well, they're gone here this weekend. They're gone there this weekend. They're doing this. They're doing that. You know what? Listen to me. That's weakness. Lifestyle can trap you. You have to be careful. Now I know I'm preaching to the choir because you're here today. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's true. I had a preacher one time who who was a son of of a really major, major ministry and uh, he wanted to date my daughter. And uh, so he came to our house and all this and he, and it came to our church and, and he said, he said, Lindsay, I don't understand your dad. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay said, well, well, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he could be living in a lot nicer house than he's living and He could be doing this or doing that. And he's not doing that. My daughter, <laughs> I'm going to bring her with me one day. You'll have to meet her. But, but she said, yeah. you know, my dad has too much of a heart for the world. To keep up with all that stuff. Yeah, right. Kind of bless me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to be careful about your, your lifestyle. You got to be careful. Doesn't mean God don't want to bless you. You know, hey, I, I, I'm happy for you. But you better be careful it doesn't become a weakness amen. in your life. Last one. I'm just about finished. Aren't you glad? Disobedience. I gotta tell you, disobedience is a game changer. If the enemy can get you to not do what you know you should do, you're trapped. You're trapped. Now, listen, I gotta tell you, there is no person in this room other than Jesus, who's not been disobedient. We've all been disobedient. We've all had to deal with that. But here's the thing about it. If there is disobedience in your life, the first thing you've got to do is you have to repent and you say, I will not go forward with this. Because see, what a lot of people do is they get in disobedience and they get like Samson. It'll be okay. Even I know I'm disobedient, but God loves me. It'll be okay. It won't be okay. You'll, it'll cost you something. You can't do that. You can't live that way. You have to back up how far, however far you can. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes you can't go very far because you've burnt the bridges behind you. But but listen to me. You, you can't live in disobedience. You can't have the blessings of God and be disobedient and think, well, it, like like. Samson, well it'll it'll be all right, I'll do like I've done before. But I'm gonna tell you something, God is dealing with and will deal with all of us about disobedience in our lives. Don't kid yourself. Don't 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 kid yourself. So my encouragement, I know it sounds negative, but my encouragement is Build those strong areas, those weak areas into strongholds in your life. Strong places, not strongholds against you, but for you. And make up your mind. I'm not gonna be disobedient. That's what Paul told said. He said, I will not be disobedient to the heavenly vision. You're not gonna stop me from doing what God's called me to do. I'm not gonna not do it. No matter what. And so you've got to understand that. If If you'll understand that then listen, you can live, live the life that he has for you. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily what? Ensnares it. us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I love that. For the joy that was set before him, he despised the shame. Endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of God. Now listen to this last verse. Consider him who endured such hostility uh, from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. So there's an opportunity to be discouraged in your soul. I, I love the passion translation of this. Listen. Consider carefully how Jesus faced intense opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls so that you won't become, listen, you ready? This is important. So that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. Wow. We, we can't go there. It has been a royal pain the last few years, hasn't it? But you can't cave in under life's pra- just Listen, that's just life. Amen. We don't like it. I don't want it. But it is life. And you've got to live a life of faith in the midst of it. And don't let it totally cause you to be worn down and cave in to the pressures of life. Amen. We have faith. Man, I, I, you, there is not another more powerful influence in in the world than, than what we have yeah, amen. the world has nothing. has nothing they have nothing what you're hearing today is more powerful than anything that the world could ever understand yes, here's my scripture for the year you want to know it yes. Isaiah 33 verse 6 listen to this wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times wow. the strength of salvation, And the fear of the Lord. That's my stability. In the times we're living in. Keep yourself strong. Don't give in. Don't give up. Like Paul said, frame your world by faith. Not by what the world dictates to you, but what the word of God says. You start pointing your finger and saying, this is the way it's going to be in my life. Well, what if it doesn't work? Listen, just go read 2 Corinthians where Paul said, I may be knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. Yeah. Amen. That's one translation that says it that way. I, I may not know exactly what to do, but I'm not without resources. Amen. We always have the other side of the world's challenge, we always have an answer yeah. for the world's challenge. Yeah. So let your faith be strong. Those weak areas, whatever the Lord spoke to you during these services today, let that be, listen to me, let that be, whatever, it might be something small. Maybe you lost your joy. Hey, that's easy to do. I heard, I, heard, I read a testimony of a guy that he wasn't even a Christian and he was dying. They gave him a diagnosis, said, you're dying of cancer. and and he he saw in in the scripture about the joy of the Lord being your strength and about being health and medicine to your flesh. Listen to me, you know what he did? He went and rented these old movies, the three Stooges, and watched those over and over and to where he was laughing out loud and the more he laughed the more joy he got now I know that doesn't sound scriptural and I'm not promoting it but I'm just telling you he turned that weakness into healing power in his life and he was totally healed of cancer so you've got what it takes just so you know you're in a good, strong church that will preach faith to you, that will preach victory to you, that will preach overcoming to you, and you need to hear that and act on it. And then when the Holy Spirit quickens something to you about a weakness in your life, you grab hold of it with all you've got. Maybe your relationship with your husband or your wife is not where it ought to be. And you, well, you know, we, we love each other. We've been married for so long. That's, that's a bad sign right there. I had, a, I had a guy tell me one time, well, she knows I love her. I told her when we got married. How long have you been married? 40 years? Here's what I told him. I said, you're an idiot <laughs> if you think that's enough. You're an idiot if you think that's enough. Praise God. Father, we bless you today. Lord, thank you for your working in our lives. Lord, we want to be strong in you. And in the power of your might, we want the supernatural, Father, to to work in our lives so that we can rise above and be more and do more for you, even during this season. That we can have your wisdom and your understanding as the stability of our time. And that we can live in the joy of our salvation in the fear of you, Father. We glorify you, we magnify you, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Y'all get something out of this? Pastor?
1: Hallelujah. You know, one of the greatest weaknesses all of us face is this. To come to a service and to know we've heard from God. How many heard from God today? Because God speaks in many ways. It wasn't a burning bush. It wasn't some dynamic prophecy. It was a word taught to us in which God was speaking to us. And that's one of the greatness, greatest weaknesses in the church is I've heard from God, but there's no follow-through. You have to follow through with this today. Look, go by, Listen to it on the podcast. Do whatever you need to do, but make the adjustments. And one of the greatest things you can do is to just go and inventory your life. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11, we should judge ourselves, at least we be judged of God. We become so... Uh, 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 expert at judging everyone else around us when that makes no difference whatsoever. It really doesn't make what kind of judgment you make about me or the person sitting next to you. It's how you judge yourself. And one of the first things I learned, if I want to grow spiritually, I'm going to have to continually judge my... So while Pastor Sam was speaking to me the words of God... I received it from God and think, I I, I just identified two or three areas right there. I'm gonna start working on this area, start working on this area, I'm gonna start working on that. I'm gonna follow through. I took notes on my, uh, I had my clergy record from a funeral I did this week, took all those notes. I'll go back and put them in my notebook, review it again, follow through again. Listen, you've got to do that with every word that God speaks to you. Or that will become a weakness in your life and you'll come to great messages and people will preach great things and even prophesy to you. And you'll think, oh, well, that's good. Praise God. Maybe it'll happen, maybe not. And you'll walk out of here and the enemy will destroy your life. God goes overboard trying to equip us and empower us, especially for these last days. I truly believe when Jesus said at the end of of Matthew, Uh, uh, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll be with you always, even until the end of time. I believe he was taking that end of time, portion of time, and saying there's a grace for you at the end of time. And that grace is coming into the church right now. respond to these things. And and I believe there's very quick growth happening right now for people that will yield to it. Amen. Ever head bowed, ever eye closed, just for a moment as we close. If you're here today, you say, Pastor Rusty, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I've never made Jesus uh, my Lord or Savior. I've, I've done, maybe been to a church or this or that, or maybe even grew up in church, but I've never really made Jesus my Lord and Savior. Or you say this, Pastor Rusty, I did make Jesus my Lord and Savior, but you know, I've just gotten away from God. Well, I got good news for you. God never broke his relationship with you. That fellowship has just been broken. You need to restore it. I broke that fellowship for 12 solid years. I came back to the Lord on my own, kneeling in front of a television set. But on Sunday morning, I went to church with my mom and dad. And when that preacher gave an altar call to get right with God, I was the first one down there. And when I got down there, he laid his hands on me. And God refilled me with the Holy Ghost first time in 12 years. And my life has never been the same since then. You've got to give God your life. If you're here today, say, Pastor, that's me. I need to be right with God. Please pray with me. Would you raise your hand real quick? Anyone at all? We see one hand, God bless you, you can put it down. Another over here, God bless you, you can put your hand. Another back here, God bless you. You can put your hand down once you've raised it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Three people have raised their hands. People say, why do you count people? Because people count. Amen. I want you to count. Amen. Anyone else? Quickly, we've had three raise their hands. If, If you're, listen. I've tried to help people over the year with altar calls. I've watched some men that are just masters at giving altar calls. Others that kind of struggle. But here's the thing. If your heartbeat has quickened, you kind of feel something coming on you. It may be that convicting power of the Holy Ghost. He's not condemning you. He's convicting you. He's saying to you, listen to this guy. Get right with God. Get right with God and your life will never be the same. And we like to say it like this here at Island Church. We get right. Everybody say it with me. We get right and we stay right. Now, one more time, one more time. Three have raised their hand. Anyone else would raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. Please pray. There's another hand right there. God bless you. Everybody stand, if you will. Praise the Lord. We've been doing it this way for just a few months. We're fixing to change it up here in a couple of weeks, but this is how we do it right now. Everyone that lifted your hand, I want you to pray out loud so your own ears hear what you're saying. Amen? Can I get an amen? The church is going to help you. The church is going to pray with you. And then after we pray, I want you to settle it right there where you're sitting. I'm right with God. Then I want you to begin to think about what was ministered today because the only way you're going to stay right, what a message to hear on a day when you got right with God because you got the entire answer of what you need to do to get right and stay right. Everybody ready? Here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you. You sent your son, Jesus, to live and die for me. I declare he was raised from the dead by your very power in obedience to the word of God. Today, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you, God, raised your son, Jesus, from the dead. Thank you, Father. Jesus is my Lord. I confess Him, I accept Him, I yield to Him. Jesus, I give You my life. Heavenly Father, areas of my life that do not please You, my weaknesses, I ask You to forgive me. Thanking You that the blood of Jesus hath cleansed me from all sin and all unrighteousness. As I stand here at Island Church, January of 2022, I am, say it out loud, I am right with God. My sins are remitted. My life has been made brand new. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Now rejoice with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now for all four that raise your hand, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. Either, either come, you know, you see Brother Roland, he's up here, he's our associate. There are others that, that you know that are men and women uh, uh, that minister here. Somebody, go to somebody and say, tell them, I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. I pray. testify, testify of what God has done in your life. Amen. Praise God. Father, thank you so much for today. Lord, and as is our tradition, we always pray over the coming week, declaring your protection and safety. Psalms 91 is ours. No evil befalls us. No plague comes to our dwelling place. The angels of God have charge over us. So as we leave today, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that in our travels, on the highways, airways, seaways, railways, in the righteous labor of our hand, we are the protected of God. We claim it. We stand on it. We receive it. We even push back against the flu, the cold, the COVIDs, the epidemics, the pandemics. Help us to continue to stand on the front side of these things, Lord. Thank you for faith to recover, but Father, we thank you for faith to resist in Jesus' name. Father, as we leave today, stir our hearts. Let the fire of evangelism stir in our spirit, Lord. Everywhere we go this week, we thank you, Father. We will be a blessing to people, a problem to the devil, and a miracle in someone's life. Lord, as we leave today, we walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. Father, we walk in love toward each other. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ. You've called us to be thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.
2: Hallelujah, Jesus.